And welcome back to uh, Sports Talk. Doug Miles along with uh, Don Henderson as we do our uh, post-Super Bowl weekend uh, recap. And uh, uh, Don, uh, you and I were just chatting before we went on here. Uh, we both, uh, well, you saw more of it than I did. I saw enough of it. Uh, <laughs> I know you're, you're kind of happy because you know Andy Reid quite well, so congratulations to him once again. But uh, kind of a wild weekend. Yeah, it was. And I'll tell you, the best part of the whole thing, uh, other than the uh, last half, of, second half of the game itself, was the fact that they opened up with Frank Sinatra, and uh, they went downhill from there. <laughs> Frank, 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 Frank Sinatra opened the show, and uh, boy, oh boy, you know, I don't know enough about the halftime. I don't know the guests that well, and I don't know any of his songs. So I'm not a very good judge, but I understand uh, only from my wife this morning that uh, there was a lot of a lot of criticism about uh, the halftime show. And uh, as I say, I don't, I don't know any of his songs, and I couldn't, uh, to be honest with you, Doug, I, I really couldn't understand any of the words. I don't know what they were saying. Yeah, so uh, all it was a lot of, lot of production by whoever put it all together, and uh, but it was not something that would appeal to me. I don't think I've watched the halftime show in the Super Bowl probably since that Janet Jackson thing. And I was only on because it was, you know, I think we were doing a broadcast from the, you know, the radio station we used to be at, and, we, you know, it happened to be on the TV. That's the last one I watched. I mean, when the, you know, the uniform <laughs> fell off. <laughs> so that's over 20 years. I remember it well. <laughs> so I, I purposely, when I watched the game, would, you know, that half hour, I would go, watch, go do something else. So I, I didn't pay any attention to it. But I read a couple of reviews. Apparently, a lot of people thought it was, uh, you know, typically kind of uh, vulgar. <laughs> Well, well I, just, I, don't, so I, I can't even say that. I, I, yeah, I can't even say I thought it was vulgar. I, I just thought it was uh, – I, I didn't uh, really understand what the concept was. I mean, they had a lot of dancers, a lot of fireworks, a yeah. lot of all that, you know, around them, backing them up, and uh, a lot of production. I mean, they had hundreds of people dancing and jumping and doing all kinds of things. But as far as the actual – his presentation, uh, you know, maybe he's very, very good when he does uh, – you know, an album song on TV by himself with just the orchestra. But uh, you just couldn't understand anything last night. It was so loud. The music just said, you know, he was all over the stage. And I don't know, maybe other people thought it was better. Uh, I'm, I'm not a good judge on him. Usher was not somebody I knew much about. I would have loved to have seen Frank Sinatra do a halftime show when he was still with us. That would have been good at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he never, they never asked him. <laughs> yeah, he would have put uh, he would have put together a great show. <laughs> the big difference between you, you know, when you have individual talent like he had, you didn't need all kinds of fireworks no, and no. productions and so forth. And uh, but anyway, it was uh, the first half. I thought was. Was a little shaky. Uh, you, you could have gone either way. Uh, I think that uh, Kansas City was fortunate. No, they fumbled the ball in, in their own territory a couple of well, they passed interception and they fumbled in the first half. But uh, you know the they could capitalize on the other side, so that was a big advantage for Kansas City. Uh, you would think at that time that. A couple of uh, an interception in, in uh, at about the 50-yard line, and then the fumble was, I think, on the 25. And you would have thought that uh, uh, 49ers would have gotten some kind of, other than just three points, would have gotten something out of it. But that was about it in the first save as far as any offense was concerned. Uh, you know, the, as far as I could see, uh, it was not really even a, a, a thrust at getting a, other than a field goal, 
for Kansas City. And hey, look, you know, Kansas City dropped behind by 10 points. So uh, they don't have any of it. You know, they, they can't play. They had a 10-point lead, and they blew it. And uh, Kansas City it was a better team in the end. The defense held up. And uh, to me, they were they were a much better team in the second half, and they won the game. Yeah, that first drive, opening drive of the game, lasted about half the quarter. And uh, Correct. Course, then they had that uh, fumble, and that kind of uh, took the air out of it, even though San Francisco did get that lead at halftime. But still, you almost felt at that point, oh, well, you know, Kansas City's going to hang in close, and then the second half they uh, pull away. And that's sort of what happened until, uh, you know, it was a t- tied game, and then uh, – at the end, but it went to the overtime. But you had that feeling at that point, it's going to be Kansas City's day. At least I did. Well, the big point is that, uh, as far as I can see, from all the things they watched on ESPN today, and I don't think they explained it very well on the national broadcast on CBS. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big CBS uh, listener, to be honest with you. Usually I think they have, they have you know, the best – combination of play-by-play and color analysts, but they didn't really explain very well, I don't think, the end of the first overtime period, no, you know, they, watching it. They, they almost didn't know the rule themselves. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I mean. They that, they didn't know the rule. The, the San Francisco 49ers didn't know the rule. Uh, and all they're talking about today is how when you have a, an overtime game, you know, you're not going by the natural rules that they used during the regular season. All it would have done would have been, uh, if they had not scored there, Kansas City, all it would have been would they would have changed sides just like they would at a regular uh, at the end of a regular quarter, and Kansas City would have taken over with three seconds to go right. uh, at the other end of the field. But they didn't explain it that way. I mean, and from all accounts, none of the players knew it. They said they didn't know the rule, and uh, whatever happened, the coach sent him out. He sent him out the, for the coin toss and didn't tell him what he wanted to do because he didn't know the rule. Yeah, Shanahan so it was, was very getting, costly. getting some heat about that. I read a couple of articles about that, that they should have uh, Absolutely. kicked off rather than taking the ball. Yeah, Exactly. You're exactly right. That's whole, which I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know till today. I didn't, I didn't know either. that concept. <laughs> and uh, But they all said, every one of the shows said, you can't you can't take the kickoff. You got to you got to kick the ball off when you have that kind of an over because you're going to keep playing, and you got a fourth down. If you if you take the ball, you don't have a fourth down. You you get you get wiped out. Right. So it's very clearly defined today. But hey, that's a day late for the coach of the play. That's two that's two Super Bowls in a row. Shanahan has made a mistake, and Atlanta did exactly the same thing when he was the offensive coordinator under Quinn. You know, he, he had the game had the game won for right. Atlanta, and he threw that ball in the end zone. It was intercepted, and they lost the game <laughs> for no reason. I mean, uh, so consequently, uh, uh, Shanahan's 0 for 2. It used to be, right, if you scored a field goal on your first possession, the other team had a chance to match or win or, or lose. But if you scored a touchdown, right. they had the to game get would possession. be over. But that's not the rule anymore in the, it's in the playoffs. Yeah. Both teams, if you score a touchdown, the other team gets a chance to match. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. But they, I guess, from all accounts, I guess Shanahan or whoever was in charge of making the call didn't realize what the new rules were or no. what the rule was. I don't no, even know what's the we new rule. We don't have to Maybe. know that. That's not our profession. <laughs> they should know that. <laughs> Absolutely, they should know that. Well, we're not in the coaching I mean, profession, everybody, you know. Yeah. 
every single person on ESPN today all said uh, Herman Edwards was on it. You don't ever accept the kickoff on the, on the overtime. You always let you, you always you kick off. You right. don't you don't let them. You, you, you don't you know what the ball. You need to do better than uh, that's right. Yeah. And you know you got a fourth down, yeah. and uh, which you don't have if you do what they did. Yeah. They kicked the field goal, but the field goal cost them the game. Wasn't that the most anticlimactic ending? I mean, uh, you know, a game-winning touchdown to win a Super Bowl in overtime. It almost like there was a delay before Jim Nance even said, you know, the, the game was over. Didn't you get that impression? It was like nothing. <laughs> well, that's what I said. I don't think I don't think they clearly understood no. what the rule was either. No. And, uh, and the, the now, crowd I'm was very quiet because it's not, not a part of yeah, the crowd I'm, in the Super Bowl. It's not like, you know, a home team right, or anything. Uh, yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, I'm watching strange. the game and as I say, I didn't realize until after the game when they had the post-game interviews and all, and then, of course, today on ESPN, everybody defined the rule. and uh, But I knew nothing about it, and, and and I just don't think they defined it very well during the course of the game. So no. we just had to put up with it, that's all. You, you mentioned the CBS broadcast, Nance and, and Romo. I know Romo's been taking a lot of heat the last uh, – Pretty much this year, even before the year started, uh, they were uh, saying that the right. CBS uh, management had to get on him a little bit because he thought he was being kind of lazy. Uh, uh, I didn't see all of it. I can't make a judgment on that. I just saw the last part of it in the overtime. I, I'm not a big fan of his anyway as a broadcaster, but that's just me. But uh, what did you think? I didn't think it was bad. I, 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 you know, they, right, they said on the Friday, I guess it was, the Post had a big story how uh, the head of sports was leaving uh, CBS, and before leaving, he brought uh, Romo in. Had a right. big talk with him about preparation, and more importantly, talking about uh, having more camaraderie with Jim with during Jim, the course and of and the don't broadcast. Be excitable either, kind of calm down a little bit, and don't be a rooter, yeah. right? Don't be a rooter, be a broadcaster. And uh, so, I, I don't think he did. I, I don't think they did a bad job. I don't think it was the best broadcast I ever heard, but I, I don't think they did a bad job. But uh, again, uh, Romo seemed to be more inclined to, with, to definitions of the game and uh, not necessarily a rooter in, in, in the Super Bowl. It's not Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshaw anymore, is it? <laughs> no, no. Well, no, it certainly Bowl isn't. CBS. Yeah. Yeah, or, even, or even Madden. Yeah, not, not the same. No, well, they, they, you know, they had sort of a camaraderie within the booth, and right now, uh, all the all the broadcasts for, you know, whether it's the regular season or the postseason, um, they don't really have that any group. Like at least I can't think of one that I think has the camaraderie that uh, Madden and Summerall no, had, or no. Brookshire and Summerall had, uh, and even, uh, you know, Jim Nance always has good camaraderie with the basketball people and. And the football people, but uh, I guess the general consensus was that he just isn't working out with the uh, the present group. So we'll see what happens. I guess the closest you could come to that kind of team is uh, Buck and Aikman, which are now on ESPN. That's the closest to a summer exactly. old Madden yeah. or Dick Enberg and Merlin Olson, that that type. You know, right? And they just transferred over. I mean, they came right. over as a team. So yeah. you're right. But uh, they have it on you know, the air. I mean, there's a, there's a, you can tell there's a good friendship there and a good broadcast camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yet the Thursday night game, they dumped Michaels. Michaels and, uh, uh, I don't... got shut out of the playoff game. He said it was in his contract that he did it, but 
Well, you have to pay him for it, I they guess. But uh, he's got one more year left. It'll be interesting to see if uh, if they buy him out or if he's actually going to do the games next year. I I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's hopeful of doing the games next year. But you don't you don't put him on the last game of the season and you and you shut him out from the playoff. Uh, I would think you're looking at paying him off for the, for next season and looking for a younger and more charismatic group to, to yeah. yeah, but I don't know anything about that, but I'm just guessing from what I have read in the papers, uh, the different articles about, I, I didn't think Michael's showed any great, uh, age during the course of the games. <laughs> now I didn't watch many Thursday night games, uh, but, uh, I, I, I don't, I didn't think he had lost anything, but, uh, they certainly did. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Andy Reid before. Reid before, of course, you worked uh, with Andy uh, when he was with the uh, the Eagles, and uh, he kind of put to rest at least the article I read today about retiring. He said he wants to come back and go for the three peat. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The big story uh, really was between <laughs> Reid and Kelsey when Kelsey came over, and I, I mean, he sort of accidentally pushed him, but he did hit him. And uh, I saw the article about uh, that. And I didn't see it live. It, was it? Accidental bump, or was he actually mad and you know? Well, he was. Yeah, he was mad. He was mad because they weren't. You know, he was open and they weren't getting the ball to him. And he was. He came over and. and, uh, But as Herman Edwards said, you had a lot of excitement on the sidelines during games. People don't realize the tension on the sidelines. And he said, uh, you know, Kelsey got overwhelmed and came over. And when he came over, he he almost. Reed was standing on one foot, and I guess he saw him coming, but he didn't really brace himself, <laughs> and he almost knocked him over. But it, he said, you know, you can't do that. I mean, he said, you know, it's, it, uh, you can make an excuse to Super Bowl, everybody's excited, but, you know, you can't hit the coach. <laughs> and Andy, not the most athletic guy anymore either, so he, he wasn't ready for no. it. <laughs> no, no, and, well, fortunately, he didn't knock him down. That's that what I mean. It you know, that was, was a big, heavy guy. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he could have hurt himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there were a couple other people around him to, to uh, sort of stabilize him. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I can certainly understand how Kelsey was excited because they went back and showed a replay of the play before, which was an important play, and, and he was wide open and he get the ball. And uh, But in the second half, he was he was a big part of the of the second half. He, uh, he showed why he's an all-pro in the second half. He caught a lot of big balls and made, made great uh, – Yardage F catch, and so uh, all is forgiven. And uh, when they asked him on the post game show last night, he said, oh, "I just went over to tell him I love him." <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you won't have to uh, see camera shots of Kelsey and uh, and uh, the girlfriend for a while. <laughs> no, I think I think Swift is. She's on the plane heading back to Japan. She has concerts this week, right? Doesn't she have to go right back? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. She. I don't know. Was, I guess she went. Sort went back this morning. I guess. I don't. Uh, I'm uh, not sure. I didn't. I didn't have her. I didn't have her personal schedule. Wonderful. But wonderful. I'm assuming. She, I'm assuming. I'm assuming she went back today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's all have the church service of uh, of her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of Taylor Swift Church. Yeah. That's every, oh man. I mean, can you have more articles in the New York Post and and all the websites about her? The Post every day had something. Well, today they had a load of stuff, and uh, of course they sh- showed her many times last night during the course of the game, and uh, she was with uh, three other other women. Some other uh, rap think, singer uh, that I never heard of. Whoever, nobody ever heard. Yeah, of, I, they were pushing her. Yeah, yesterday. but she wasn't. She wasn't with Kelsey's mother this time. She, you know, oh, the mother Kelsey's mother has been with. 
No, she was. At least I didn't see her. She was. Oh yeah, they they had a they bought a, a box for her, which was a million dollar box. Okay. <laughs> you and I were talking last week. I think uh, within a few weeks or a month or two, uh, there'll be an announcement out that uh, they'll say, "Well, we want to remain friends, but we've decided to part ways. Uh, <laughs> our careers are just don't at this time don't mesh." You know, something like that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Wait a minute, that's negativism. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's negativism. Just so we're not read about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to read about it for a while, doing she's while she's on this tour, because I'm sure that he's going to he's take going the to next to the plane now. over. So, yeah, he'll be there, right? Yeah, he's going to be a, he'll be a part of the tour. She'll introduce him during the tour, and and uh, and uh, I don't know. Plenty to see of money. What the, the ratings are. Have you seen an overnight rating yet? I'm sure the the uh, fans no. of Taylor Swift added about 10 million people to that uh, broadcast. I would think. They sure, they sure thought so the whole time that she was. She, hey, listen, she's added so many people during the whole uh, playoff situation that uh, you know they're tickled to death. They're pretty commissioners. Yeah, young girls and she women, uh, they were hoping would watch just to see her, uh, you yeah. know, in the stands every five seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah they hope that they hope that she does it again, or say the next one does it. <laughs> but uh, no, they, they they were very very positive with that. They won her there. They, they, that, they gave they so much extra publicity that they would never have gotten, and uh, uh, how much it turned into ticket sales because the ticket prices were so high. Oh yeah. You know how many these how many of these people could actually afford to go in and support her? I don't know, but I, I guess there's enough of them. But uh, yeah, they were going after. I mean, they figured girls and you know young women would tune in just to see the shots of her. Right. They don't they won't care about the game, but they just want to see her. So. That'd be interesting yeah. to see with the overnight. Well, well, yeah. we'll find, I was going to say, we'll see tomorrow morning we'll see tomorrow, when the yeah. overnight should come out. They'll come out early tomorrow, either late tonight or early tomorrow morning. So right. we'll see what the early ratings are, and then we'll see what the, the total ratings are. But, you know, they're talking about, you know, over 100 million people. So oh, easily. It's, yeah. it's, easily. It's going to be a big It's going to be a big because, you know, they were two close teams, only a half a month up, only a half point separation betting and uh so uh, you know it's going to be a big it's going to be a well-rated super bowl yeah the sports books i, I read a couple of articles on that they actually uh, lost money at least the ones i read about uh mgm because it went to overtime also i guess oh, the Kansas City right? winning too but the overtime a lot of people took the apparently there's a prop bet that paid nine to one so a lot of people took that they lost several hundred thousand dollars on that this is mgm and uh, and then they lost because of Kansas City coming back and and uh, the over I guess but uh, yeah they said, the, they said the sports books did not do well at least MGM sports books. How about that? I didn't. I saw. Did not see anything on that today yeah. before. I uh, can't believe a sports well, book loses money ever. But this is what that said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they you make money on every bet, so they maybe they didn't make as much as they thought. I, I, that's that's probably what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I don't remember any of them losing any money. No, but the overtime apparently was a prop bet. Uh, at least at MGM, paid 9-1. to one. So uh, if you took that, you did pretty well, you know. Yeah. I, I would have thought it did. 9-1, to one, I would have thought a lot so of people would have taken that. Then the game would go to overtime, right. So. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City was, uh, they tied it, you know, in the last few seconds, regulation. They had all the momentum going their way. I would have thought it would have been a lot of betting towards Sanford. I mean, toward uh, Kansas City, just because of the way they w- w- tied the game at the end, at right. the end of regulation. 
I guess maybe you, not. And you can also know. bet during the game. I'd be interested to see how that goes. Uh, if, if you could bet. Oh yeah, you could. They had they had quarter, ten things you could bet, you could bet on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. You could bet how long the national anthem was. You could bet. Oh, there was there was they listed it. I don't know if it's a post or what what paper I read it. They listed all the bets that you can make during the course of the game or before the game. Right. One thing that surprised me a little bit was just the uh, win or lose uh, is the biggest uh, money maker for the bookmakers. I didn't realize that. No spread. You mean just money line? You're talking about? Just, yeah, just if you, whichever way you took the uh, took the game, the right. win or lose. That that was that's, that's the a, biggest that's bet. the most money that's the biggest bet of the whole of yeah, the that, whole yeah, the money line it doesn't matter what the score is. I mean what the spread is. Yeah. You just you pick the winner or loser, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, I I did not realize that. No, I didn't I didn't know that was the biggest one. I, I figured I would figure the spread bet would be the biggest one. People seem to like to bet that more than the money line. But uh Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, well we'll find it all out tomorrow when they, uh, yeah. of course the uh the bookkeepers will probably won't. Uh, they probably won't release their numbers until uh, till they a have bit to. later on in the week. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Till they have to. That's right. <laughs> well, that kind of ends the football season. Uh, pretty interesting one. At least the college football season is more interesting to me. But uh, the pro season. I mean, congratulations to Andy Reid. That's his third Super Bowl win. Right? Out of, he's been in four. Right? He's won three out of four. Yep, he's won three out of four, and uh, won with the Eagles first, and now he's won two in Kansas City, and they're all talking about next year. But hey, <laughs> next year's a long way away, and a lot of players have to be summoned to the free agents and uh, the drafts and all the other things. Uh, very, very difficult. Uh, well, it's been twenty years since you know teams won back to back. Yeah. So it's not easy, and uh, as uh, Mahomes said after the game, uh, you know, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be ready to play next year. And they all say that, but it's very, very tough to come back and win two in a row, much less three in a well, row. Nobody's won three in a row. Have they? The Patriots didn't win three in a row, right? They won no, four two. out of six or something like that, so like the Steelers. Yeah, yeah right. So nobody's right, won three in right. a row. Yeah. They've been, teams have been in three yep. in a row of Super Bowls. The Dolphins were in three in a row, but they didn't win three in a row. Right. So. Yep. Yeah, that it's something correct. to shoot for. I guess that's why he's coming back. You know, how many chances do you get to win three in a row? So, Andy Reid. Well, as long as you're healthy and, and all the rest of it, I mean, uh, as I say, and he said the same thing. He was on the postgame show uh, last night after the game. You know, uh, a lot of changes between now and next year. You know, how many people are you going to have that are going to be a place to, to – uh, replace some of the players that are going to be leaving. Right. One of them is is, is one of their uh, defensive ends. I can't think of his name right now. But uh, he, he was one of the biggest concern because he's 30 years old. He's all pro. He's everything. And he's, uh, he's now played on his – he's played his contract out. So he's going to be a free agent. And, uh, you know, they're speculating that he's going to have to be paid over $20 million a year. Right. So that's going to take a lot of money out of their <laughs> – the money that they have before you go over the cap. Yeah, yeah. All the uh, machinations of contracts, that, that can change a lot in the offseason. Uh, can they ever. Yeah. Well, Don, that'll wrap it up for uh, just want to do a little Super Bowl recap, and uh, we will see what happens. But uh, we look forward to uh, uh, talking to our scheduled guests. We're going to talk a little baseball today, but we'll reschedule that. But, uh, Don, uh, good talking a little football, but let's move on to some baseball next time, huh? 
Absolutely. Ready to go. Spring training started today. The Phillies open camp in Clearwater. Baltimore will be opening camp here this week uh, in Sarasota. So we're ready to go for baseball in the summertime. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you again.